this old man and me We're at the bar and we we're Hard to believe, but it's time for episode 80 of Three Point Podcast. Three sports guys, three different generations with the hottest takes on sports and pop culture, and we're going to get a little bit into that tonight. I'm the geezer, Ted Fattel of Sportsnet Michigan and WJSZ Radio. Our middleman and social media master is Matt Burns of ESPN in Charlotte, North Carolina. And our youngest viewpoints will come from Jared Fattel of Grand Valley State University and Fox 17 in Grand Rapids. And yes, he made it home safe and sound from faster horses. Our three-point podcast partners include Advanced Elevator, Sheridan Realty and Auction Company, Rivals Tap House and Grill, The Corona Connection, Card Service Michiana, and Promec Engineering Services. Thanks also to our website, network teammates, Sports Radio Detroit, and our radio home, Z92.5 The Castle. We'll catch up, get more Faster Horses details from Jared, and have another segment of Tedertainment tonight. And we'll also play a brand new game, the three-point podcast generation game. All that and more coming up right after these important messages. Rivals Tap House and Grill is the area's go-to spot for the best in food and drink. Meet up with your friends and catch your favorite sporting events on over 20 high-def flat-screen TVs. And our 120-inch projection screen. Rivals can handle your large or small parties and is an awesome spot to put on your fundraising events. Weekly food and drink specials including gourmet burgers, wings, pizza, homemade soup, and salads. Rivals also stocks a large selection of craft and domestic brews. Rivals Tap House and Grill, the official gathering spot of Three Point Podcast, located on the corner of Shiawassee and M21 in Corona. 85, 90, 95, 100. Looking for items to buy or sell? Look no further than SheridanAuctionService.com. We will solve your problem. Bring Sheridan Realty and auction your items and we will market them all over the country and get them sold. If you are looking to buy items, we can help with that too. Call today, 989-720-SELL. It's fast, easy, and we get results. SheridanAuctionService.com. Buy or sell, we'll get it done for you. Call 989-720-SELL. You'll do better with Sheridan. All right, guys, I think uh, we, we definitely have to start uh, part two, if you will, our continuation of Jared's journey down to Faster Horses. We were really one of the only podcasts out there with exclusive boots on the ground reporting last week. And, Jared, by the way, that was some solid top-notch reporting. We really appreciated it. Listening back to that, I'm not sure if it was. <laughs> I, I, that, that There was really nothing worth anything I said Man, I'm babbling right now. There was basically nothing I said during that that made any sense whatsoever. That's what made it beautiful. Are you guys, are you guys ripping fireball shots in the studio right now? No, not no. today. No, not today. I and think it was classic. I do. I think it was one of those things that maybe, I to me, it was fun. It, you know, if you listen to Ted and I after we talked to you, Jared, like, mm-hmm. I think we both would have wanted to be there with oh. you. Like, it took us back to our whatever, our younger days or whatever. So it was fun. But it is probably one of those, like, when you are there in the moment, you probably thought it was hilarious, you and your buddies, yep. and everyone thought it was hilarious. But then when you go back later and listen, you know, maybe it's like, it wasn't that funny. Yeah, yeah. maybe don't send it to future employers or whatever. Yeah, it was. Uh, that's a spot-on way to put it, Matt. You thought it was hilarious, everyone was laughing, and I was kind of hamming it up for the crowd there. And then you listen back to it, you're like, wow, I sounded like a complete idiot. <laughs> well, But, and like like Ted said, we I, I not that I've been perusing all of the podcast platforms for a boots on the ground faster horses podcast but we, we might be one of the only ones maybe the only one that had a live report on a podcast i thought it was really cool because you, you gave us a little legitimate content with you know some updates on some of the acts 
you know, yeah. the food situation and stuff. So there, there was a little meat to yeah. the interview. There was some meat, and then it just kind of went off the rails fast. I would say, <laughs> you know, I mean, a couple fireball shots that started setting and kind of went off the rails. <laughs> well, now that you are recovered, sort of, sort of recovered, I know uh, we're going to recap our weekend and uh, talk about what we did, but uh, fill us in a little bit more of what happened after we chatted and maybe the overall viewpoint of Faster Horses. So I guess before I go into, like, what happened Sunday um, – on Saturday, when Toby Keith played, and you're, you're, I know your eyes are going to be like pop out of your head when I say this. He didn't start playing until twelve thirty, and all I could think about was if you were there, I don't think you would have lasted. I would. I think you probably would. You probably would have called it a night and took a nap. And that was because of weather, right? Yeah, because of weather, and also just like for an hour, we were just sitting there waiting for him to come out. Wow. Just nothing, nothing was going on. No so, announcements or anything. He, or? he did an interview. So when he was supposed to start playing at like at like eleven forty-five is like when they had said that he was going to start playing. He did an interview like on the big screen, and, <laughs> and it was kind of cool. Right. But then forty-five minutes later, still no Toby Keith. Then he comes on, and his first few songs are just songs that no one really knows. None of his hits. What do you like? What What's your guys' like ideal? Like, let's say that you were like a rock star or country singer. Would you, like, say you have, like, a few big hits, do you bring them out right at the start, or do you save them for last? Because I think on paper it sounds like you should save them for last, like, let it build, but Old Dominion came right out and played Snapback, their very, very first song, and it sounds like you would be thinking that you were just like, oh, that's your only good song, I don't really care about the rest of that they play. But in, I feel like what it does is it gets your energy up, like, right at the start, you get going, and no matter what they play after that, you're, like, you're all in for that's what I think anyway, and that's not what Toby Keith did. Say basically everything for the end. I'm all in on that. I mean, I wouldn't play all my hits right from the get-go, but if I if I was a guy like Toby Keith, I would probably start off with a hit. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you mix in a couple of the new songs some way mid-concert while you still have the crowd, and then you come back out of that hard and heavy with some more hits. I mean, that's the way I've always seen these big-time groups do it, and it seems to work. What do you think, Matt? Yeah, basically the same. Obviously, it depends on how many hits you actually have, you know, if some of these festivals there might be someone that only has a couple hits but you, you got to play a hit right off the bat right because especially if you've got the crowd waiting around till 12 30 yeah. at night and you come out with a couple dud songs and yeah that's kind of a buzzkill but start off with a couple hits and then the coolest thing is when someone does an encore and you know there's like one or two songs you're like man they've got to play these songs they come back for an encore and play those those that's pretty cool he actually burned me on an encore. So my favorite Toby Keith song, uh, American Soldier. Right. Just a great song. That is, that's, a, that's probably my favorite. And I, f- I figured he was going to close with the concert playing it, but he, he called it quits. And my feet were, I told you guys this on the, my feet were just, I could barely, I could not stand. I had to take off my dogs boots. Dogs were barking. Yeah, said. dogs were barking. I had to sit down in the middle of the concert because it was just, oh my gosh. I was just wearing work boots all day and just standing on them. It was just horrible. But anyway, so he, curtains fall. I literally walk out, and once you start walking out of a concert, there, you can't stop and, like, go back. So it was like I was already, like, three-fourths of the way out, and then, oh, here comes American Soldier. And I was, at that point, I was kind of just pissed off, so I just said, screw it. I'm out of here. I'm not I'm so not going to stay. stop in mid-stride or anything to listen. I tried, yeah. and that was when I got death stares from ah. this guy and his girlfriend. So it's like it's, you, once you start going, you just got to go. Right, right. So you so you bailed before the concert was over because of the hurting dogs. Mm-hmm. And, and on Friday, I didn't even watch Keith Urban just – the buzz was starting to wear off, and that means the hangover starts coming. So I just I had to get out of there. Okay. So weather aside, you know, it sounds like you guys made the best of the weather. A couple maybe a little disappointing musical acts or whatever, but overall, I mean, Faster Horses, it's a great time, right? You're with your boys, and 
having having a good time, oh, yeah. right? Or and, and, was it a little bit of a letdown? No, it, and Zach Brown band, the last performance, it was first off, it was downpouring Sunday night, but you didn't know, you didn't even notice. It almost made it like even that much more cool. It was like Prince singing in the rain like during the Super Bowl. Is what it was like. Memorable, yeah. Zach, but it was Zach Brown band, so that was cool. But as soon as we got out of that concert. I was freezing, and I know how crazy that sounds when it was supposedly supposed to be a weekend with, like, 110-degree heat. I was freezing cold all of Sunday night. But, yeah, it was a great time, Matt, and the thing is, it really does not matter about the musical acts. I mean, for maybe somebody like, you know, Ted or someone who's just a big, like, a music fan, really what he goes for is for the performance. Like, that could, that could probably let some people down this year, but for me, it's it, that's just kind of like a part of it. Well, I've, I saw a couple pictures of you and your bros, and, you know, like we were talking about Matt and I last week after you hung up. I mean, it's it's just one of those things that I hope you get to get the chance to keep them all together mm-hmm. year after year, even if you get older, get married, and all that stuff that yeah. goes on. Wouldn't it be cool to, to have an annual affair like that that you can get together with your buddies? I know that we, we've discussed it. That's kind of the plan, and you just never know. I mean, we, it, our group even grew this year, right. so and, I, and then you just keep adding people, keep adding people to our group, and who knows, you know. Well, as we life goes going. on, and Matt knows knows it all too well, you you still try to do those type of things. But if you guys, you, 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 let's look at it this way: you have a date every summer that's locked in on that weekend for Faster Horses, right? Mm-hmm. So if if you keep being the organizer guy, keep the team together. I mean, I think you can keep the, most of the group doing this year after year, which would be so cool. Yeah, I think the set date is huge. Because if it's one of those, like, say you have a ski trip or, you know, whatever, and it's like a ballpark, you know, that's kind of tough to get people to get a certain weekend off. Mm -hmm. Right when that date is announced for Faster Horses, boom, there it is. And then you do always need someone to kind of take the lead, though. Like, you always need, like, one person to book the campsite or something like that. Because a lot of times, you know, people are, you know, they're just busy Mm -hmm. in their own lives, so they don't do it. So, right, Jared, if you take the lead and you're always the one to book it, you guys can keep it going. You just have to... You know, make you're a little effort. Maybe your PTO once you start having that, and you know, have a good time. Are you guys that type of guy? Like in your friend group? Because I'm really not. I, I like, I kind of am like a micromanager in some ways, but I just I hate setting up those plans. And right. because especially when we've been t- we've had this group chat where it's basically been since February where the lineup was announced that you know th- two three texts are sending it every day for some sort of planning. Well, if it's, it's not just, you, who is it? Is it Richie? Is it somebody else? It, it was Richie. Yeah, it was he got the Josh Richardson. Right? Yeah, he did it. So he took the lead and. Okay. And the thing about him is he's one of those guys, like, whatever he does, whatever he bought for food, whatever campsite he got, he was going to get mocked for it. You know what no, I mean? He's just no one doubt. Like, yeah. it's just. It's inevitable. Yes. But, it, no, he did a good job organizing it. I think he's going to kind of, he takes, like, pride in it. So, you know, leave it to him. He can no, be the one awesome. that organizes it. No, that's great. Now, and again, on the food and drink situation, did you have enough water? What Did the food hold out? I know you talked about you, you put a lot on your credit card, but did yeah. the food that was taken, did it all get consumed, it get ruined? What was the story? Well, listen that? to this. So I took 72, uh, and I'm not ashamed to admit that I drink these, 72 Trulies <laughs> is what I took for three days. Saturday morning, they were all gone. So somebody somebody was stealing. It's funny how everyone mocks the hard seltzer. Uh, have you ever ha- have either guys had one of those before? No, it by the way, pretty good though. I, I'm going to try it. They are really good. They're my favorite. Taste just basically just tastes like water, which is kind of dangerous, but it's also good. Right. But somebody was stealing out of my cooler. Everyone mocks those and like for bringing them. Like, oh, you're you're such a girl. Like you, those. That's a girl's drink. But then next thing you know, they're all they're gone. All gone. Yeah. Was, that was going to come up at one point on the pod because you're you're kind of the young guy, or you are the young guy on the the podcast. I love uh, the hard seltzers, mm-hmm. White Claw. Truly, I like those. But yeah, it is. All you ever see are the memes about, like, white girl summer and it's a white claw or, you know, stuff like that. And so I was going to ask you, like, 
I, I'm kind of glad to hear that you enjoy them too because I was going to be like, so is that really a thing? You know, you young guys, you, you see like a dude drinking a White Claw, do you rip on him? Because, I mean, we already drink seltzer and you just add booze to it. And to me, it's like, why, why is it such a bad thing to drink these things? They're good. I, I know, and that's the thing. They're so light. Like, if you have 10 of these, it's nothing. Like, Bowers, if you have 10 Bud Lights, you feel like you have a, a weight in your yeah, stomach. Yeah, you're right. You know, about that. it's not like that with these. And it. I mean, I did kind of have a big time hangover this morning and a fast horses, but I was, I was before that I was like under the impression like, oh, I'm hydrating while I'm also like getting drunk. So that's, that's actually like it is partly true. Like seltzer water is basically water just infused with carbonation. Mm-hmm. It's so like you're not like drinking a water, you know, you're not hydrating like that. But it, like you said, it's better than a Bud Light or you know, shotgunning a natty light or something like that. So I would Ted, you should give it a shot. Get some of those and try it. I will. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like it's something that would be good, you know, on the boat, you know, because I do get kind of full of beer, and I always have to have at least one or two beers when I go on the boat. So maybe I'll I'll switch it up to that because I am I am trying to shed a few pounds. It's right up your alley. You'd love it. It's right up your alley. I'll jump right into it. One more thing I got on on faster horses. We don't have to end it, but I noticed that uh, they have the stage set up, and then it's just it's all uh, standing room only, right? Mm How come they don't use, I'm not sure how the layout is down there, but how come they don't use uh, the, the stadium so you could actually sit and watch them and have the stage out there? I have thought about that. I'm not sure why they don't do it that way. I feel like that would be really cool. Yeah. And my, one of my favorite things about going to Fast Wars is just looking at the the Speedway. Right. It really is just cool. And those bleachers are just, they're so, like, big and just, like, steep. That it's just, they're cool to look at. And yeah, it's and just every, a cool stadium. Everybody have a seat, too, but mm-hmm. maybe that defeats the whole purpose of, you know. I mean, where it's at nuts. is a really cool spot, but yeah. it seems like that would make that would make sense to me. Okay. But there must be, they people smarter than I must have a reason for why they don't do that. And then i got to bring this up one final time. This is the third time, but I, I really, I'm still baffled for an answer. You said last year that you were so tired that you had to go take a nap in a porta john right? Yeah. The more I think about that, that may be the grossest thing I have ever heard of anybody doing. I can't even breathe out my what's nose the difference when I go in a between go, What's the difference between going to the bathroom in a port john and just going and sitting in one and sleeping? Where, where did you sit? I put the seat down, uh-huh. sat down on it, leaned my head back, and fell asleep. The, and the smell did not just gross you out? I mean, I was it, actually, it, it's not, you, act, you act like I was like, it's not like... I was like a completely all there when I decided to well, sleep no, in this I, I understand that. I was, my head was throbbing. I needed some sort of relief, and that was the only thing I could do. Did well, not have to do that this year. I was picturing, though, I, I'm glad you were sitting on the toilet seat as it was down. That, that makes it a little better, because I was kind of picturing you just, you sat your pants butt down. on the floor. <laughs> oh, no. No, seat down, sat on. Well, explain to me, how, what would you do in this situation? Okay, okay. so... We didn't have this problem this year because we we stayed in the infield. Right. But there's the party in the infield after the concert, which is basically my favorite part of the entire weekend. Right. So in the middle of Blake Shelton, and you just have a throbbing headache. Yeah. You feel sick. Right. You need to sleep. Right. I'm not gonna go sleep on the. I'm not gonna go back to the campsite because that's that's an hour away. walk. Hour walk there. Hour walk back. I'm not gonna do that. I'm not gonna go sleep on the grass field because there's cops everywhere and they're gonna see this guy passed out in the middle of a concert and probably ask some questions. Well, that's what I would have done. I mean, I would that frankly, that's what I would have done. You would have just laid in the grass. I would have I would have taken my shirt, I would have made a pillow out of it, and I'd laid on the grass before I <laughs> took a nap in a damn porta john. Yeah, that's what I would have. Wasn't the risk I was willing to take? So I just okay, said, eh, I "There's a porta potties here. Uh, I can get a quick power nap in, and then I'll be ready to go." And what's a quick power nap in the Portageon? How long? I is fell that asleep. I, I, Twenty minutes. Thirty minutes, 30 probably. Minutes? Yeah. Okay. 
All right. Her concert ended. Her, all the porta potty doors were slamming. I knew that it was over. Got up, went out, <laughs> went to the infield. Sorry, people. I had felt a, a lot real bad. Anyway, you kill, kill two birds with uh, one stone. You drop a deuce while you're taking a nap. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right, that's the last time I'll bring that up. I just it just had baffled me completely. Um, any final thoughts on faster horses before we move on? Um, just it was this is people keep asking me like, oh, which one, which year is more fun? Like last year, or this year, like did it live up to the hype, or was it just like a first year thing? And and this year just solidified that it's just, it's just a great time. I mean, I, I feel like I had more fun this year than I did last year, and that's just partly probably because I'm just there with all my like really good friends and my my best friends. That makes it a lot of fun, but. I feel like it'd be fun even if you just went, you know, few people. And I did nail, I don't know if you heard, well, you heard the podcast. I, I was trying to picture what you were wearing. I had the cutoff uh, flannel shirt figured out. Yeah. I had, you know, you mentioned you had the, the work boots on. Only thing, you had a ball cap on instead of a cowboy hat, but you did have the jorts, so... That's the attire, right? If you would you wear that if you went? Would you wear would you wear cut off jorts? Would you go oh, like all? Oh. I would have been shorter on the jorts. Yeah, <laughs> would have reminded you of your high school playing days, without a doubt. <laughs> well, it sounds like it was a great time for sure, and it sounds like also Matt had a pretty interesting time this weekend. Before we ask him about that, just want to remind our listeners, thecoronaconnection.com, they know it's great to be gold. Keep up to date on all that is Corona. You can find them at coronaconnection.com. Also, Advanced Elevator Company, they feature top expert field technicians for installation, troubleshooting, and repair of elevators, an area business leader and longtime supporter of Corona Public Schools, and the fall season going to be getting underway here real soon, including football. Well, Matt, um, you had a little bit of a, a physical exercise this weekend. Tell us a little bit about your mini triathlon or whatever it's called. Uh, yeah, so it's called a sprint triathlon because I had to clarify. I, I did a triathlon yesterday, but it wasn't a full Ironman, you know, four-mile swim with a, a full 26-mile marathon run and all that. It was, it was not a full marathon. It's a sprint marathon, so shorter distances, but I mean, definitely still a challenge. And it was just one of those things. I, I've never done a 5K. I've never done one of those kind of runs. I've never really been, like, a long-distance runner. Like, in football, when we'd have to do, like, the huge laps and, you know, stuff like that, I just never been a fan. I'd rather just run, like, you know, in basketball sprints and stuff like that. So, um, you know, my wife does the 5Ks and does all those kind of runs. And so I, it was just kind of like a personal challenge, I guess. You know, I wanted to see how it went, and uh, it went well. I mean, I, I was definitely tired, but I finished, and I did pretty well. I did about what i was aiming for as far as my time so what was your time uh, yeah it was a good time and it's fun too because the the environment you know everyone's encouraging each other and cheering each other on and it's you know all positive everyone's kind of working together or whatever so yeah it it was a good time matt and i think you might be expecting this from me i'm not gonna lie i do not understand why someone would ever run in a marathon or a triathlon or something of that sort like I guess, what made you like do it? I guess I, I really, I'm I'm with you. I've never been a long distance runner, and like thinking about a full marathon, 26 miles or whatever, it just makes me cringe thinking about that. But you know, I think some people just like to run. That's part of it. And then there is like the the personal challenge. You know, you want to see if you can do it. You want to set set a goal for yourself and see if you can achieve a goal. And that's kind of what it was to me. I've always enjoyed swimming. I used to swim a lot. Uh, I, I ride my bike and. So it's kind of mostly the run part was like, all right, let's see if I can do those two and then finish it off with the run. And there was definitely a point, there were a few other people walking towards the end of the run. And I was definitely, I was like, I might join them and walk a little bit and catch my breath. But I was like, nope, you already made it this far. 
quit being a bitch and finish the run. Uh, so, yeah, I did. And I knew my wife and daughter were there at the finish line, so I was like, I can't let them see me walk. So, no way. Uh, you know, so, yeah, I finished it, and, you know, it, it, just a personal challenge, you so, know, and it was a fun time. So so what were the intervals? I mean, how, mu- how much did you have to bike, you know, run and swim? How would that work out? So this, since it was a sprint, and it was actually, I think they actually cl- clarified this as a super sprint, so it was even, like, just another class. So, 150-yard swim, mm-hmm. a four-mile bike ride, and a 2K, so a mile-and-a-half run. So it, I got it done in a little over 30 minutes, but, you know, some people did it a little less. And then some people did it casually and spent more time on that. So so I think I think for something like that, you could get a lot more people involved in it, especially if it's like a, I could see like a local fundraising type of thing, you know? Yeah, it was at the, the YMCA that right. we go to right near where we live. So, right, all the, the proceeds went towards you know, whatever events and stuff that the YMCA does for kids. Um, there were some, like, Paralympic people doing it, too, like some blind and deaf people were doing it and some other stuff like that. So it was, like, you know, a really cool event like that. And um, it was it was a good start for me. It was like, all right, let's see if I can even do this before I try doing something else. And then also, it like, it's something to keep you in shape, too. Right. Well, I have, I have a question on the order. Um, if it was me, if, if I was organizing it, I would have the running and biking followed by the swimming. Do they do it that way, or do they mix swimming in between, and then that could lead to chafing? <laughs> no, no, it was swim, bike, run. Okay. That's what, that's what everyone does. Because, yeah, I definitely thought about that. I was like, man, if I'm swimming, <laughs> and then I'm going to be, you know, wet on my bike and stuff. But it really wasn't that bad because, I mean, you dry pretty quickly on your bike, and, I mean, you're sweating anyway. So it, it was definitely tough. I, I, I was a little upset with myself. I feel like I could have pushed it a little more, but... I didn't want to kill myself, so especially on the run. I didn't want to push myself too much in the swim and the bike and then not be able to run at all. Right. Ted, what but do now you... I know. You know, I kind of set a bar for myself. What What do you think your time would be? If, if, I, if I said you have $10,000 to run this as fast <laughs> as you can, what do you think your time would be? So you you're ran? saying at 62, well, actually 63. <laughs> do you think 150-yard <laughs> swim, do you think you, could, you think you physically could do that? I could do a 150-yard swim, not very fast. I, yeah. could, I could do 150. That's what? Is that uh, how many laps? Uh, six laps, usually. Six laps. We would take a while. Now, there, that would take up probably... That'd probably be close to 20 minutes just in itself. <laughs> so you follow that up with what? The, the bike? And you, you bike four miles. Oh, I, I could probably, if I survived the swimming, I could probably bike and it'd be slow. Yeah. But I could, because I'd coast, you know, I'd pedal yeah. a little bit and coast. <laughs> the thing that would get me would be the, the running. running. Yeah, that would be the killer. I. And that's how, how far was I'm the just, run? My, the run for this was a 2K, so a mile and a half. So yeah, that's I'm, six times around a track. Oh boy, that would be tough. Uh, I'm just curious. When was the last time you just like ran, like jogged, ran, like even if it was like you you jogged to like your backyard, like jogged in your backyard? Yeah, I don't even know. Like, any sort of run, man. You're hurting me here. Cause I'm it has been a while. <laughs> just, like, good. I don't know. Like remember, jogging to grab their. I, I had the bad hip for about three years, so I there was no running going on then. I oh. might be able to jog a little bit right now, but you would laugh probably watching me. I run like an old man. What? Are, what can I tell uh, you? The biggest thing that it'll be all of us one day. I've always known this, and like my wife has even told me, and other friends and stuff who are runners, you know, told me this. But I don't know why. I just didn't like really think about it, but. So when I was, like, training or whatever, most of the running I did was on an indoor track at the Y. Right. You know, nice air-conditioned environment, a flat track going around. That's a lot different when you get outside and you start running up and down some hills. Oh, yeah. And, you know, the muggy, kind of humid weather. 
man, there were I saw a couple people puking and stuff. So that was that's definitely something. If you're ever doing something like that, you got to train actually out in the elements. <laughs> Jared brought up a good question, but yeah, you won't see me doing that anytime, ever. <laughs> might have to be might have to be a video for a three point podcast. <laughs> maybe maybe we can be talked into it up at Onaway. We can do a condensed version. Yeah, wouldn't <laughs> <laughs> that be fun? Yeah. Oh man. Now uh, you know. Jer- team. Yeah, yeah, you could do you it. could do the swim part, and then right. you know Jared could do the running. Yeah, I'm not like I said, I've absolutely zero interest <laughs> in uh, doing a triathlon or anything like now, that. Now, something Jared does have an interest in is is you're at that age, you're partying, and I you're coming off an, another fun night, right? This weekend's worked out pretty well for you. Yep, yep, it was a lot of uh, feeling it a little bit today, um, but I'm feeling better. And as soon as you get the podcast going, the juices start pumping, absolutely. and you're ready to roll. Well, you know, I, I was telling you about uh, going to the Queen concert. We'll get into that here in just a second on Tedertainment tonight. But uh, uh, my son-in-laws, uh, they went to the concert with us. And afterwards, we went to Jessica's house to drop them off. And their next-door neighbor was having a uh, housewarming party that was still going strong, 1130 at night, really just starting to crank into gear. Well, I guess the shots were flying, and uh, the old son-in-laws were definitely hurting this morning. They were about as hungover as anybody I could ever see. <laughs> Nice. So they had fun. Well, I, I got to ask Jared, I don't know what it was. I think we've maybe talked about this before, but I know when I was growing up and like through high school and even when I was in college going back home to Corona to go to parties, I mean, it was Corona. So like most of the parties were out in someone's backyard, out in a field. People pulled all their trucks and all their cars up, big bonfire, you know, kegs and stuff like that. Is that still like how parties happen in Corona? Or are you guys like too cool for backyard bonfire no, parties no pretty much so the party that I, that I went to yesterday was uh the spanky supply party give, which him a, is a, give him a plug yeah give him a, pl- a free ad here because it's a great brand and it was a good party so spanky supply party is like a hank size more he's a chronograph just like us started as clothing brand and it, and it does pretty well i mean it's, it's a lot of good clothes and if, if you walk around like shiawasa county you're gonna see one you know you're gonna see a good amount of them but so the way that this party was he's got an indoor pool He's got a uh, bunch of speakers out. He's got, and he and he also brought in like a k- big keg for everybody to drink out of. And it was ten dollars. You had to you had to pay ten dollars for a mission. wristband. Yeah. And they had RSVP. So it, there's outdoor. It was it's a pretty sweet setup. He has outdoor volleyball court with a with light f- like field lights on it. So people are playing b- sand volleyball. It's, it's it was pretty cool. This is this is at his house or is this like some venue he no, rented? No, this is at his house. Damn, that's a, that's a solid setup. Yeah. yeah, Hank's in doing all right Owasso for himself. Or, if yeah. it's in Owasso or Corona or like where? Uh, I think it's out in Duran. I, I'll say this. This is something that, I mean, we can talk about in generational debate. I feel like my generation, we do not know, like, roads and we just go off, like, oh, give us the address, plug it into the phone, go, and follow the GPS is what we do. Ah. So I think it was in Duran, but I honestly could not really tell you. Also wasn't in, like, perfect mental uh, capacity when we made the vent- venture out there. So, <laughs> Well, definitely could be a topic for our generational game, which is coming up also. Uh, before we get to a little entertainment tonight that kind of ties right into what we've been talking about, are you a business looking for the most bang for your buck for your credit card service? Well, we got the solution. Credit card, actually, Card Service Michiana. They offer the best credit card setup and equipment for both new and existing merchants. Guaranteed to save you money, no contract, no monthly minimums, or early termination fees. Call 574-238-1397 or contact us here at 3 Point Pod for details. And I know our friends Main Street Pizza just signed on with Card Service Michiana looking for the best deal out there around. Also, 
We all need a pub to chill out and relax at. Well, ours is Rivals. Rivals Tap House and Grill, the official sports bar of Three Point Podcast. Every Thursday is bike night at Rivals. Specials all evening long. The first of the month party is coming up with dollar beers and five buck burger baskets. Awesome food and drink. Rivals Tap House and Grill in Corona. All right, guys, uh, you know, we talked about Jared and Faster Horses. We'll start uh, Tedertainment tonight with uh, my review of Queen's concert last night at Little Caesars Arena. You know, uh, it, it's the, the band itself really has gained a whole new popularity, and, you know, you know the reason why. I mean, the movie Bohemian Rhapsody mm, yep. saw a lot of young people, Jared, your age. Uh, you know, I, there was people behind us coming in, some young girls, and I said, hey, are you guys Queen fans, or did you just uh, find out about them from the movie? And then these two girls actually said, "No, they they love Queen music. You know, it wasn't the movie at all." But I, but I do believe a lot of people that showed mm. up, it's because of the movie. But just in a nutshell, you know, when you when you go see one of these classic groups such as Queen, you know, and it, it's it's probably one of my all time favorites without a doubt. With Freddie Mercury, I saw him back in the day. Now with Adam Lambert. You know, he pays tribute to Freddie Mercury. He doesn't try to replace him, which I think is a class move on his part. He talks about him during the concert. He says, yeah, there's only one Freddie Mercury. He is the the god, you know, mm. when it comes to being a lead of a band. But he also gave a lot of props to the drummer, Roger Taylor, and one of the greatest guitarists of all time, Brian May. And the one thing I like about this group, and, and you probably have seen it in some of the concerts both you guys have been to. Uh, I don't know if you've gone to a concert seeing Taylor Swift, for example. Have you gone to a Taylor Swift concert, either one of you? No. no. I actually have a guy I work with. He's 50 years old, right? Okay. And we're texting back and forth at the, at the concert. And I'm saying, man, this is a pretty good show, isn't it? It was about five songs in. They come out, you know, and it, I just got chills. Of course, that's... I'm, I'm a concert geek, you know, from way back when. I, re I really am. And I had chills at the open because they come out and then they have this whole queen setup that lifts up. And then you see a silhouette of the guitarist Brian May, you know, posed sideways with his axe. And then all of a sudden you see a silhouette of Adam Lambert standing up on the stage, you know, two floors above him. It was just an awesome way to kick off the concert. So I'm texting my buddy. Let me give you an example of this if it's here. Just this is uh this is top notch. This is <laughs> right here, right? The fact that you're in the middle of a concert texting your work buddy about how I, awesome I this said, concert is well, is hilarious. This really upset. It's kind of fruity too. This, this upset me. Have you guys ever done this? Have you ever gone to a show and you know you get in a you get in a frame of mind where you're just you're excited. You're you're mm -hmm. there to enjoy yourself. Maybe you can reflect afterwards and say. Uh, that there was this one part wasn't so good, or I wish they would have played this song. But have you ever just had a sour mood right from the get-go at a concert? That Toby was, Keith. Toby Keith just completely, right? Yeah. So he set you off that way. Yeah. Well, my buddy apparently was thinking the same thing on Queen. I sent him, I started the text trail, right? I said. <laughs> this text trail, good guy. Effing pros, eh? Effing to him. Pros. That, and he goes. Was it actually you said the F word or was it? I said yeah, the F, F word. Oh, okay. And then he said. So, wait, so just to clarify, this is. During the show? This is during the show. And he's also okay, okay. there. You knew he was there as well. Well, we had, let me tell you, we had great seats. We were up in the mezzanine at Little Caesars Arena. I did not That's know. a word. What the heck is that? What's the mezzanine? Well, it's like you have the lower bowl, the mezzanine's the next level, and then the upper deck. Oh, okay. okay? So <laughs> we're in between, right? But I didn't know we had these kind of seats. So we were in the fifth row of the mezzanine, and at Little Caesars, you're, you have a counter. 
right in front of you. So mm-hmm. we had bar stool seats, and we had a counter to set our drinks on in That's front of us. Cool. We had nobody behind us, so we were able to dance and jump around. I mean, it was it was awesome. I was curious, like if you when you go to a concert and you're sitting in like stadium seating, right? Are are you singing? Are you just like sitting there with a beer in your hand, like watching, like it's a movie? Like I I've always been curious because the only concerts I've been to are ones where it's you know everyone's standing. I'll in, tell you in a how I do it. And I, and I, I, like I've said many times, I'm a concert geek. I I don't sit. I'm usually up. I mean, I'll sit once in a while if it's a slower song or something. But usually, yeah. if it's a if it's a rocking song, I'm up jamming, dancing. You know, I'm I'm singing long every yeah. song I know, and that probably irritates a lot of people. But if you can't sing at a concert with your favorite songs, then if people get irritated with, they might as well not go. That's the way yeah. I look at it, right? I mean, they don't want to hear me sing, but I'm not singing that loud. So anyway, I said, you know, F and Pro is great. And he said, yeah, they're great. Skipping through songs pretty quick, though. I said, yeah, but they play 33. He says, so far, not in my top 20. And then I go, wow, critic Scrooge, just being honest. And then here's what got me. He's 50 years old. He goes... <laughs> Taylor Swift ranks much higher, and that just sorry, bud. I blew a gourd. I blew a gourd. <laughs> sorry. I called him. Sorry, a, I called him a name, and, he, and then he called me a name back, and I said, "Open, open up your eyes to the rest of the show, my friend." He said, "My eyes are wide open. I love the song, but I can't say it's better than the Taylor Swift show." I said, "No problem. Different strokes, all good." Then he said, "Go CTS, then argue." <laughs> then I said, "Oh my." The fact that you're sitting there just in, in this heated debate in the middle of the concert is kind of what the Pretty heck? wild, isn't it? Yeah. Then I just said, dude, did you get in a fight with your girlfriend? How can you not enjoy? Oh, so anyway, <laughs> that's my little text thing. But I will tell you guys, it was a great show. Uh, I, I posted a review from uh, the Houston show uh, a couple nights before. It, it was really good. If you like all Queen music, Adam Lambert, great lead man. He can really sing. What, something I've always wondered, when they go on like tours – Mm-hmm. And maybe you saw this because of the Houston article. Do they play the same exact set list every, like... For the most part. Same song at the end, same song at the start. Here's something else I did. I called up their set list from the Houston show, and I had this sitting in front of me, so I knew every song. I don't know if you've ever done this, Matt. Why did you want to do that? Well, I'll tell you why. First of all, I kind of like to I like to see what's coming up. And second of all, if you're at a concert and you're drinking beers, you do have to go to the bathroom once in a while. I mean, you know, it's over two hours of music, and you go to the bathroom, you still hear the music. So, so I had the list printed out of the uh, of the playlist just so I knew what songs I was going to make my dash to the bathroom. You, I, I can see that. That's a smart move. Yeah, go ahead, Jared. This little list he has, Matt, is pretty funny. He even like cut it out. It's like a piece of paper that he cut out, and it has the list. And then it has in red lettering encore, and then it has the next four songs they're gonna play. This ruins the fun. The half the fun of a concert is no, like w- waiting on your tips of your toes for what songs gonna come on nah, next. I guess I, I see I see the point on that, but it doesn't. I knew what songs they're gonna play anyway. Queen play. You know what would bother me a lot if I spent a lot of money to go see a, a top act, and then they play the majority of new songs. That would be that would just ruin it for me. I want to hear the hits. It even has, like, spoilers. So, Love of My Life, it says Freddie on screen for the end of the song. Last Horizon, Brian May cover. I don't – That's I can't believe you did that. I, I just disagree with that. No, and I, I can see that point, too. All I can say is I've seen Queen enough. It, this was pretty much the same as the last time I saw them. I don't need a big surprise because I, I know what I'm going to get. So, that's why I did it. I mean, I know what songs are going to play. It doesn't matter to me if I'm going to be surprised what order. Is innuendo? Is that even a, like a, is that one of their hit songs or not really? It's kind of a more of an instrumental thing to get them started. Because I'm looking at this set list, and the only song that I know is well, the first song I know is number six, and that's Killer Queen. 
And then where, where did they play We Will Rock You and Bohemian Rhapsody? Uh, we Will Rock You Bohemian is... Bohemian Rhapsody closed the show, and then We Will Rock You was in the encore, right? Yep. They played We Will Rock... Well, first they had Freddie come out and did his... Ayo. And, you know, it was pretty cool they had him on the screen. <laughs> did you sing that back? Of course. <laughs> and I will say this, guys. I mean... Laugh all you want, but uh, Little Caesars Arena was sold out. The place was jam-packed. It was awesome, and the crowd was big time into it. It's always nice when the crowd's into a show. Other than my also buddy. something I've always wondered. So yeah. when they're performing, is is like half the audience like just looking at the backs of the people performing? Mm, you know what I mean? No, is it, no. How do they do that then? Well, they have the stage set at one end. Like, oh, the, and they the close goals, off, and then they don't ha- they don't sell those seats back. Oh, okay. The stage, or that they they sense. do at a discounted rate, but. No. Okay, that explains it. Yep. Yeah, there are some shows where they do sell seats behind the stage, and you know, and then they, the the artist will set up the stage so they come and acknowledge the people back yeah. behind them like two or three times do, mm-hmm. during the show. I would never take those seats. <laughs> Any comments from you, Matt? No, I'm glad it was a great show, and yeah, I, I can definitely I can see both sides on the whole printing out the set list thing because yeah, you're having drinks, you're gonna have to run to the bathroom quick, especially once you break the seal. And yeah, you don't want to miss one of your favorite songs if, while you're sitting there trying to pee. No. So, but I can see Jared's point to, you know, part of the excitement is like when all of a sudden they start playing a song and you didn't know it was coming, you know, you get real pumped up. Because the second time that I saw Bob Seger on this tour that he's on right now, I kind of knew this, the way the songs were going to go. I knew what he was going to play in the encore. It was definitely still awesome, but it did take a little bit of the, you know, surprise factor away i guess okay and that, that's fair really it is i i understand that point 100 percent. if i hadn't seen queen uh you know numerous times and seen the same setup i i can did, i can get your point but this one didn't bother me a bit did they play any songs that weren't theirs like a cover uh no not is that fat, I, is fat bottom see. girls their song yeah that's their girls i didn't know they sung Hold that on, song. i got a list here too because at, at faster horses that's like my feel like zach brown band played like bulls on parade and uh it is, it is Use cool somebody. to see big-time bands like that cover a song. That mm-hmm. is cool. It is. You're right. But, th- no, they didn't play any, any covers that I could see. They're, they're, their library is, is solid enough. They didn't have to worry about that. And so, so Adam Lambert obviously is not Freddie Mercury. No. But he's pretty talented, right? I mean, he was, he, he was pretty good, right? He was very good. I mean, he, you know, he, let me just put it to you this way. You know, I'll come off as a Adam Lambert slappy. You know, he started off on American Idol. Uh, he really connected with the band. Uh, it was Queen Night on American Idol, and he sang a Queen song that night, as all the contestants did. And, and I think uh, Brian May and Roger Taylor said, "You know what? That dude maybe maybe he could front our band." And they mm-hmm. got together, and it's just been a perfect fit. The guy, first of all, the guy can sing. I mean, his his chords. I mean, he can rip it up. You he, know, and that's one thing about uh, Little Caesars Arena too. I don't know about you guys, but I've been at places, concerts that have had terrible acoustics. Led Zeppelin for one at the Pontiac Silverdome was horrendous, but Little Caesars Arena, the the sound system there is second to none. Mm-hmm. I mean, the sound quality was just fantastic. You know, and and again, going back to my buddy seeing Taylor Swift, I don't want to knock Taylor Swift, but if I'm myself at 63 years old, am I going to go see a Taylor Swift concert? I would probably, if somebody gave me tickets or my wife really wanted to go, I'd go. And you know what? I would enjoy it. Exactly. Never in a million years would I say that's better than Queen. I feel like they. And she's got a lot of hits. 
I'm not knocking her. It's just it, she's a poppy girl, right? It's it's pop. It's she got some country too. Okay, pop country. She's very talented. Obviously, she's a mega star. It's just different strokes for different folks. It's not my cup of tea. If I want to go to a concert, I'm a hard rocker. I like rock. That's what I like. Okay. All right. You like you country. Know, Adam, like a whole bu- yeah. assortment of things. And it's funny, Adam Lambert, I remember we all got introduced. This is back when American Idol was like the biggest show on television. Right. He should have won. If you remember, he, he got second. He should have won. I yeah. remember, but I remember the guy he won against, Chris Allen. Right. The, like the finale he played, like, uh, and we're talking about covers, he played Kanye West, like, Heartless. Right. And just talk about the ultimate, like, pandering to the crowd. I remember me as, like, a 10-year-old, like, this guy's awesome. I remember calling, like, four or five times, like, the call-in line to vote for him I, just because he played that song. He really shouldn't have won, though. Well, they say a lot of the reason that Lambert lost. I don't know if you remember that same season. I wasn't. Didn't he put a kiss on a guy, one of his dancers or something, and that, that caused a whole uproar out there. I thought. I of course, you remember a controversy like that. around this season that he. I forget who won that season. Chris Allen, right? Yeah, Chris Allen. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but he Lambert was kind of like the he should have won. Yeah, yeah. He, I mean, the guy is f- phenomenal. His vocals are great, and he his stage presence second to none. Um, the final thing I want to end here on entertainment tonight before we get to our generation game. I had a chance to see the movie Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Have either one of you guys seen it yet? No, I cannot wait. Haven't haven't seen it. Heard it's doing well on Rotten Tomatoes. We know that the. The Entertainment Tonight scale is more reliable than Rotten Tomatoes. But a couple of my buddies who I really, like, go to for movie reviews said it was incredible. So Yeah. I would would give it – normally I would give it a three on the scale Mm -hmm. of one to three, you know, the three-point podcast uh, rating. I would probably bump it down to a 2.9, and I'll tell you why. Um the only reason, and it's it's a little bit of a knock on Tarantino. I love Tarantino's movies. Some of the scenes probably dragged a little bit longer than they needed to. I mean, it could have been shortened by probably fifteen. Yeah, minutes well, that, I mean, that's tighter. a style, though. I know I, it is. That's why I was going to say that's classic Tarantino. It's a minor, minor criticism. I mm-hmm. mean, two point nine still pretty solid. I will say this: uh, the plot line. I don't know if either one of you guys know very much about the uh, Charles Manson case. Not a whole lot, Okay, It's tied into this movie. Um, Mm. DiCaprio plays kind of a, not a washed-up actor, but an actor maybe on the the end of his career, right? And he's starting to do some television. And uh, Brad Pitt plays his stunt double, okay? And Margot Robbie plays uh, Sharon Tate. That kind of sets the stage for the main stars in the movie. But it, 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 all the stories kind of tie together in only the way that Tarantino can do it. Tremendous flick. No spoiler alerts. It's way too early to talk yeah. about it, but I yeah, will. don't spoil No, I, I do, won't. I want to see it. I won't spoil anything about it, but I will say that the the twist he had put in there and, you know, the, the finale, it's must-see. And don't leave when the credits are rolling either because there's a little bonus okay. with uh, DiCaprio doing a, I'll just tell you what he's doing. It's a cigarette commercial, and it's, it's definitely oh, really? worth watching. Yeah. So stay till the end of the Who, credits. Whose performance, did anyone's performance really stand out to you? To or me, was yeah. It? I thought Brad Pitt. I mean, yeah. you know, DiCaprio's solid as always. I mean, you can't stop watching him. Mm-hmm. I would say Brad Pitt is as good as I've seen him. His character was tremendously written. But there was a there was probably a standout. I can't remember her name. I didn't look it up. I don't know if you guys have ever seen the, the television show or you probably have heard about it called American Housewife. Um, it's about this family that has three kids. The youngest kid in America Housewife has a small part in this movie. She kind of steals the show. She's tremendous. Are you looking up her I'm, name? Yep, looking yeah. up the cast. Yep. Yeah, very, so very good is performance. The story. I know the, the Charles Manson story with Sharon Tate is mm. you know true, but is the story of this movie like is 
are the actors who Pitt and DiCaprio play, are they real, true, real people? No. Is, is the story of this movie true? No, or? no, it's not true. Oh, okay. Um, and I'll just tell you that uh, the tie-in starts with uh, Sharon Tate. She's married to Roman Polanski. He's a, he's a famous director. And DiCaprio, the actor, the character he plays in it, his house is next door to Sharon Tate's. Okay. Okay, so that's kind of how they kind of set you up and tie things in together. Did you look up that name? By uh, is it Meg Donnelly? Uh, she plays Taylor Otto on the show? Yeah. yeah okay, yeah. so that's her. Yep. A Taylor Otto. I thought it was the younger, youngest kid. Oh, uh, and and uh, Cat Otto? That's it. Okay. What's her name? The fact, okay, why do you watch this show, I first just, off? I've come across it a couple times. Oh, What's you've come across uh, Her name, Julia Butters. She, right there. Remember the young girl in this movie? Tell me what you think after you see the movie. She... she Small part, but does a great job with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, I, again, 2.9 out of 3, not too bad. And, like I said, the scenes could have been shortened just a tad bit. That's the only criticism I could possibly now, have. Now, did you go see this by yourself, or was this? I went with my wife. Oh, okay. Friday evening. I know that you normally are Friday like. Friday evening. You're kind of like, I kind of don't mind going to a movie I just by either. myself. She had the choice. She was debating it. She yeah. said, oh, I don't know if I can take the violence. I said, look, how could you take the hateful eight Pulp Fiction, and mm-hmm. the other Tarantino movies. I said, come on, it's Tarantino. So she yeah. says, yeah, I'll, I guess you're right. And she she enjoyed it. So yeah. very well done. Was it a lot? Of, was there a lot of violence? I mean, there usually is in his movies, but uh, not as much as... No, this one didn't have as much at all. No. No, this one was more the whole storyline, tying things together. I mean, if you want to, before you see it, maybe bone up a little bit online about the, the murders, because mm-hmm. that'll give you a little better background, and it'll keep you up to, up okay. to speed on everything in the movie. So DiCaprio and Brad Pitt, are they, like, right right on par with how they always are? Absolutely. I mean, yeah. you know how Jared always uses the term season ticket? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I I'd, I'd, I'd for sure would have season tickets to DiCaprio and Brad Pitt. My wife's not the biggest Brad Pitt fan, which surprises me, but I think I think he's as good as it gets. I, I mean, yeah. him, I love him in Casino. My favorite, oh, that's one of my favorite awesome movies. Casino. And he was good. Or not in, Casino. What am I thinking of? the other Tarantino movie. What, is it Casino? Uh, the other Tarantino movie, the one about the oh, Nazis. Glorious Bastards. Yeah, he was Glorious good in that. Bastard. Yeah, he was great in that. Yeah, is it? Cause what is? I don't think Brad the movie where they robbed the they robbed the casino. What am I thinking of right oh, now? Oh, you're Ocean's thinking of Ocean's 11. Ocean's Eleven. Yeah, not Casino. He's not and in there's Casino. One, it goes up to thirteen. Ocean's twelve yeah. and thirteen also. Ocean's right. Eleven is the only one I like, but yeah, it's well, a great movie. Well, Brad Pitt's uh, even the older he gets, he's just solid even kurt russell made an appearance in the movie he's always solid so go see it see it soon too though before you get isn't that burt reynolds like last movie was before he died was this movie no that was luke perry oh okay luke perry has an appearance in this too yeah but i i highly recommend guys go see it before spoilers get out there soon get to Mm -hmm. a matinee or something yep all right all right before we're gonna close this not a lot of sports going on we were waiting for kind of a little bit dead period you know we do have NFL teams are in camp, you know, hard knocks with the Raiders. I was a little surprised the Lions cut theoretic today or yesterday. Yeah, I mean, I, I always thought they didn't use him the way they should. Maybe I just had higher expectations for him or whatever. I just always saw how the Patriots used their running backs mm-hmm. and, you know, like catching balls out of the backfield and stuff, and I always felt like the Lions could have done that with Riddick. But maybe it wasn't that big of a deal, you know. They, they were cutting costs because they signed that – defensive tackle right right and they're saying that their defensive line could be one of the best in the nfl so let's hope that they can uh, stop teams from putting points on the board and maybe win a few games what do you guys think three and 13 i mean that seems to be the that seems absurd it really it does, does. I mean, but i don't know maybe that's just us as lions fans I, I i gotta feel at this point here we're recording this on sunday what july 28th i gotta feel they're gonna be a seven win team anyway six seven yeah 
Yeah. I mean, I would hope so. I, I saw Sports Illustrated just put out their predictions. They have the Lions at 4-12. and 12. So I just – Wow. I feel like this is one of the more talented Lions teams that we've seen in a little while. So I think a lot of it falls on Stafford. And what kind of year is Stafford going to have? Don't we have, like, the easiest schedule in uh, in terms of, like – we play a lot of teams when they're coming off of like a Monday night game. I I don't know the exact. I remember when he first got the schedule release. I remember there was something about that where the teams we we have like the our schedule has the most least amount of rest for mm-hmm. our opponents. I guess or something. I don't know if you guys know what I'm. I know, know what exactly I mean. what, you're, what you're trying to get to. Yeah. So well, we'll see. I mean, maybe maybe they can use some of this for some extra motivation. Let's say you know, and if they can if they can start off the season relatively strong, you know, maybe go three and one. Who knows. Maybe they can get some of that momentum. I mean, honestly, I'd rather just win three games than seven. Get another high draft. Yes, yeah. I mean, I, I hear what you're saying. You're just middle of the road it, at seven. It's you're the worst. That's the worst. Right. Well, and then uh, Tua's coming out next year, right? Oh yeah. Do you look at him maybe? Yeah. And if we if we were if we were a top deal? pick, yeah, I'm taking a quarterback. Yeah, for sure. I, I love Stafford. I think that he's good enough, but it's just time to we need we need like we need to just reset the reset button. Is what we need to do as Lions yeah, fans. Yeah, I mean, if it's another three four win season. And Stafford's kind of not very good. Yeah, at some point you got to start thinking about the next next quarterback because, oh, man, what is he, already 30 or 31? Yeah, so, right. Yeah. Well, we'll get into more football talk here in the next couple of weeks for sure. We're going to have our generation game coming up next, but uh, before we get to that, everybody loves bargain hunting at auctions, right? Go online at SheridanAuctionService.com for info on upcoming auctions. They have a storage unit sale with a moped, furniture, lots of other stuff. That ends July 30th, and all you uh, farmers and tractor lovers out there, you're going to love the antique tractor auction ending July 31st. Call Troy Crow at 989-720-SELL for other details or hit them up online. All right, Jared, young man, I'm going to let you uh, kind of run this segment, mm-hmm. all right? So the where I came up with this idea to kind of do this is I was sitting at my house one day, and I looked at my my uh, kitchen table, and there was an AARP magazine. And I just was like, what? I don't, what, does that, what does that even do? I've seen that all over the place. I'm like, what is AAR, AARP and what does it do? And that kind of got me thinking, there's a lot of questions that I'd kind of like to ask, you know, both you and Matt about, just kind of, I guess, different things that you went through and generational things that you do, things that you do with your age. Just So that's kind of like where – so I guess first question is, what is AARP? Can you explain that to well, me? Well, that's a – yeah, that's an, a, an association for retired people. Okay. Okay, and what it is, it's it's I think it's a lobby group. Uh, you know, they, they lobby in Washington. They, they have – or you know, they take dues. And what they do is they look out for the older generation, you know, the retired people out there. They, they pass on uh, great savings on uh, travel plans, stuff that senior citizens and retired people do. In a nutshell, that's what it is, and, and you get a lot of discounts on things. But uh, before we continue, this is this has just been bothering me this whole time. Yeah, you, ha- I'm looking at a piece of paper on your notes that Matt, look, listen to this. It has his weekends planned out through December. Everything he's doing for the for every weekend for through December. That one, yes. Prepared. <laughs> it's just like <laughs> I guess that's like one of the, talk about being organized. I guess just well, what it is, Matt and Jared. <laughs> It's mostly my weekends and what football games are on the weekend. So I have each weekend listed out, and I have my high school games I'm going to be broadcasting. I have a tremendous wife, number one, that just loves football. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if we're going to do a weekend somewhere out of town, I want to know that's not going to conflict with maybe a big Michigan-Notre Dame game or Michigan-Michigan State or Ohio State. So I've got the whole list all the way up through December. He's right. 
including the Lions and who they play. You know, there's certain certain games I don't care about that much, so I'll, I can miss them. But I gotta I gotta plan my social. Your schedule apple pe- your right. apple picking weekends. You gotta set That's those right. out. You got it right. Yeah. Wow. So. Right. Yeah, that was a bit of a tangent. Uh, just like so, someone else I like huddling, just like huddling around the radio and l- <laughs> listening to something. Why was that ever like a thing? Like, was that actually fun? Well, first of all, that's that's a little before my generation. That's before TV. Oh, so that was never that was never you never did that. <laughs> you used to listen to football games. You t- I've heard that. My oh, dad says he used to in the car. In the car. And you never had a portable that you guys would huddle around and listen to. Well, when I was a little kid, here's here's my radio time. I mean, you're thinking more of your grandpa's generation, my my dad. They didn't have television. Are you saying that I thought that there's a lot of times where there'd be a football game or I mean you only had three channels. So right. there's a lot of stuff that you weren't gonna be able to Oh yeah, I would I, but I wouldn't huddle around a radio, I guess. <laughs> I wouldn't call it that. I mean I would have a you do you know even know what a transistor radio is? No. Okay. It's a transistor. It's just a little small radio. With a tinny type of speaker, you didn't. We didn't really have headphones in those days, you know, like iPods mm-hmm. and whatnot. So you would just put that little small transistor radio up by your pillow at night, and I'd listen to Tiger games. That was the big thing I would listen to. Yeah, I would listen to Michigan football once in a while, obviously with you for most of the time in the car. If there was a game on, I really wanted to hear that wasn't on TV, and we did have limited TV when I was a little kid. I would tune to the radio once in a while, but mostly to tell you the truth, I would listen to AM radio. And listen to, uh, you know, uh, they used to play music like the Beatles when, and, and. When music did AM like ra- when did AM radio, like go out of style? I guess that's a that's a fair question in itself. That was probably I would guess in the after Woodstock in the seventies, early seventies. Uh, you know, album rock is what they called it. You know, you, you'd FM radio stations would play like you know. 10-minute jams, 8-minute jams. And yeah. It was just a whole different world than Top 40, which was really prevalent on mm. AM radio. Oh, really, okay. that's the biggest difference. Yeah. Um, you know, we are we are three-point podcast. We're having some generation discussion. Jared obviously coming from the Gen Z look at it as a 20, 20 21-year-old. What, 20. what are you going by here? Yeah, 20, 20, years, 20 years old. Matt, you're kind of, you can kind of ask either one of us question, being the middle guy, and, of course, I'm the old guy. And the first question I want to start out with is, and this definitely will sound like an old guy question asking youngsters, but wh- what is it that nobody goes outside when you're young and, and you know play hoops or play baseball or just, just go outside and play? See, people... See that, that's where being the middle person, we actually did that when we were kids. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's also where I grew up, like out in the country, out in Owasso. But, no, we, we went outside, we rode bikes, we built forts, you know, did all that, played hide-and-seek at night. So we, we were still, maybe we were like the last generation that still did that. I feel like when people say that, I feel like maybe we do spend more time inside like nowadays, but I feel like we also have a lot more like practices for all of our sports, a lot more like you're in AAU, you're in all these different sort of things where although you're maybe not just playing in a pickup game, but you are like practicing and playing like actual games a lot more than you did. That bring, that bring, And that brings up a good point too. Now that you've lived through that, you've seen your brothers do that, you're in that generation, do you think it's a good thing to have so much uh, tight, organized athletic events, or would it be better if it was a little bit more laid back so you had some shut-off-the-brain time, as you like to call it? I don't. I mean, I like it. Like, AAU, I guess, is probably where this is the most, like, what you're kind of talking about yeah. is. I remember my dad once said, like, 
we were talking about playing AU, and he said, imagine, like, if instead of playing all these games, like, you had just spent all this time, like, doing, like, drill work, you know, for basketball. Like, imagine how much better you would be. And, and I kind of thought about, like, yeah, that makes a lot of sense, but also not as fun. But I also made a lot of friends, like, in AU. I only played one year, year, but my brothers and a lot of my friends all played more than that. But it's you make a lot of friends, and you get to know people, and for me, it's kind of like you find you kind of realize that maybe you're not as good as you thought you were. So, I don't know. I think it is... It has its pros and its cons. I guess it's kind of a cop-out answer, but I feel like it really does has its pros and cons. I, I definitely think kids are busier now, you know, which could be good, could be bad. I do wonder, too, I've thought before, like, this is maybe even back to the generation, maybe even before, back when there were a lot more stay-at-home moms. You know, when summer came around, when school was out for the summer, a lot of moms were home, you know, to stay, so kids were able to go outside and play or whatever. Now I feel like, you know, it's not that way as much anymore. So there, you have to go to these summer camps and practices and stuff like that. So, yeah, I, I also think there's all, I think it's just like older people like saying that kids don't play outside anymore. I think kids still do. Like, you know, yeah, maybe they play a little more video games or some stuff inside, but it's not like, it's not as bad as I think some people make it out to be, I guess is what I'm saying. So Did it's somewhere you, in the middle then because when I was a kid, yeah, what? Sorry to cut you off, but that was actually one of my questions. Did you actually play outside as much as you claim? Can you like walk me through like one summer day? Oh, summer day for sure. So uh, a typical summer day, and my mom was a little. She didn't like to let us out of the house too early in the day. Somewhere around eleven o'clock in the morning, you know, after we had our breakfast, you know, and whatever chores we might have had to do, we were let loose and mm-hmm. we we're outside, and then. It, living in town it's a little different story than if you lived out in the country right mm-hmm. so we lived right in right across from the football field at Cronin we had our own neighborhood gang of friends you know kids about my age and you know what we do we just go over to their house and say hey let's go play baseball or let's go shoot hoops and we'd be outside and this is a true fact and we'd be running all over the place we'd have our bikes and we'd ride our bikes to McCurdy Park you know we'd be all over town and we wouldn't be home until it was time for dinner we might come home, grab a quick bite to eat, and be back outside again. I mean, all summer long. That's all we did. Yeah. All right. I don't, well, I don't know about you, Matt. <laughs> Sounds kind of yeah, like I mean, a lie, but. Pretty similar. Cause like I said, I grew up out in the country, so we didn't have, like, the, the neighborhood gang, I guess, like what you're talking about. We did have a couple neighbors right near us who we would hang out with. But, you know, I had some other friends who lived around the area where I grew up. So it wasn't as easy to just, like, corral everyone and ride bikes around. Cause, right. But we would definitely, we'd go up and down the dirt roads, you know, all day and just, like, go out in the field, and I don't even know what we would do a lot of times. We'd go way out in the woods and just build forts and climb around. And I, just, I don't know what we would do most of the time. We would just be outside throwing stuff around. And, you know, I don't know. We play, I, I played a lot of basketball, backyard basketball, and like baseball games and stuff like that too though my parents yard was pretty big so we could have like football games and baseball games in my parents backyard that makes it nice also did you have your own did you have like a a swimming hole that you would ride your bikes to to cool off at all no not where i grew up uh yeah there i mean there was like (laughs) definitely not swimming there were some swamps that we would like go build forts in like we'd go out in the swamp and build like forts out there but definitely not like a gravel pit or anything yeah like we used to ride our bikes back. out to a, a parameter road gravel pit back, yeah yeah back we, to we what did you did that a couple times back to that, what was, that was a hike for us yeah back to what you're saying about whether it's better or not that we had like don't have as much like free time nowadays i guess it's like what else would i have been doing you know i mean 
kind of look at some of the stuff you were doing, like peeing on your brother's head and <laughs> stuff, like, kind of stupid stuff like that. It's like, well, yeah, I feel like my time was a little bit better spent doing what I was doing. Oh, but. do you now? Well, yeah, this is one thing. Like, there, we, I mean, our, our parents, I mean, we, we weren't like, we weren't bad kids at all, but there were definitely some things that we probably shouldn't have been doing. Like, we would fill up buckets and buckets, five-gallon buckets of, like, crab apples, and my parents had a ton of apple trees and pear trees and stuff like that. And we would go, like, down the road and spread all these apples and pears and stuff in the road and then, like, run off and hide in the weeds and watch cars, like, drive over them and smash them. I don't know why. we That was so entertaining to us. But, so yeah, watching a truck, like that, watching a car run over a peach, you're saying? No, like, crab apples and pears oh. and apples and stuff like that. Cars would just drive over and smash them up. We thought it was cool. Well, at least you weren't throwing them at cars like oh. some people I remember, but I'll just leave that where it's at. Uh, you know, you're talking about outside and all this generational thing, too. Now, you got to admit that, that, that the younger generation nowadays are definitely more in tune to their computers, their phones. You know, a lot of time is spent, mm. right, would you say, looking it's at your phone? phone. Yeah. What's your favorite... Sometimes I think, like, our parents sometimes a little bit to blame for that because I feel like we were told all the time growing up that we had to learn computers. Like, if we wanted to have a career, you know, you have to learn computers, learn the Internet. And then sometimes I think, like, parents buy their kids phones when they're, like, six, seven, eight years old or whatever. Then they complain that they're on their phones all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, you, you told us to learn computers, and then you bought this these tablets and phones for them. Now you're complaining that we use them? And, and it's going to be even worse as it goes on because it's like when I was substitute teaching, a lot of the, like, younger, like, first, second grade, third, they all have, like, their own iPads. And it's kind of crazy how you just hand a kid an iPad, and they just they won't talk to anyone. They just go, oh, they're they're locked in on that iPad and just playing games or doing whatever they do on those things. I just wonder if that is a good thing, but maybe it is. I mean, I am the old codger, but, you know, you got to keep up with things, and that's how it's going. What's your favorite social media platform? Uh, Twitter, Twitter. 100%. Okay. And can I, like, what is it with Facebook? And this is for your, your, like, generation too, Matt. What is your guys' weird, like, fetish with Facebook? It's horrible. Why does everyone like it? Why is everyone on it at your age? It's crazy how you'll post, like, no one my age is on it. So, like, I'll post something and it'll get, like, like 10 likes. If, like, my mom or someone posts something, it gets, like, 200 likes because it's, like, just all of their friends are on it. That's like, for sure. What is it? Why thing. is it that way? Why is everyone on Facebook? What is it about? I think, well, I'll, I'll offer my opinion that I think it was kind of the first social media that people my age and in my age group kind of latched onto. You know, it started with Matt's, Matt's group in college right but but the parents people like me it was pretty easy to operate it was kind of fun to play with when i first got on it you know ooh, how many friends can i get now (laughs) i gotta tell you the truth i'm 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 so close to just getting rid of facebook the only reason i keep it and i'm probably going to eliminate quite a few people it's just for family. I just no. I post family pictures. I've got we got people that live out of state. You know they like to keep up to date on what's going on in the family. Frankly, that's the only reason I keep Facebook. I'm so sick of different political things and people offering their opinions on that. If they're going to do that, I can tolerate it on on Twitter. And I do like tw- if mm-hmm. if, I, if you ask me what my favorite social media is, it's Twitter. I somewhat can operate it. You know, it's fun. I you, think you do pretty well on Twitter. I, I think you. You handle your. I did see just a, a quick little side note. I did see you changed your handle on Twitter. I did from Zena Zena Sports Guy to what to Ted Fatale. Yeah, that was a good move. I yeah, it was so kind of goofy that you always had that. Well, but. yeah. Not only that, if I want to put something out there, 
it's my opinion. I yeah, don't have to true. be tied into the radio station, mm-hmm. you know. So that's why I changed it. Something, one thing I will say about your Twitter thing that's always you'll you'll read a story, mm-hmm. and then you'll post that title of that story as your comment. And then you'll have the story below it. What should I do? It's like you're a news source well, or something. No, no, I, it's like no, maybe make a comment on it. And oh, then Sometimes I make a comment. I made a comment today on one I put on there about uh, the concert review, I thought. But I, but I get your point. So if I just see a, an article, and this is what I do. If I'm reading an article, it's something from the free press or something from USA Today, and I find it interesting, I just like to, to share it on Twitter. Do I have to always have a comment? Or do you well, think it makes it look you, like it's coming from me? Yeah, it's it's kind of like that. You might as well just retweet it is what I'm saying because you don't offer any sort of opinion on it. You just well, here's again, tweet the, the title old, to here's it. Here's the old guy in me. I mean, when I when I call up one of those articles and on the left-hand side of the screen, it's got the little Twitter bird and it's got Facebook symbol. How oh, do, how do I you see. Retweet it? Oh, okay. That's what, So that's why it has the title. That, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I always figured you you click the like tweet button. That's in what the article. I do. I mean, I you know you you think of it this way like your followers that you have, you're providing some some content for your followers, um, or you could always just like in the search bar or whatever, you could just copy and paste the link to the article ah. and you know give your quick little opinion that you want and then paste the link, so that way you got your little opinion. And then you're also linking the article. Maybe, maybe that's the kosher way, but that sounds like too much work for me. It's just yeah. easy to hit the Twitter symbol and boom. But I get what you're saying. I'm I'm, I'm trying to learn some new things. Um, you and got, you could always you could always quote tweet your own tweet. Like you could click the tweet on the article, it'll go out, and then you can quote tweet yours if you want to give a little opinion on it too. Okay. Yeah. So there you go. So all right, right. A, l- a little learning for me here, the old fella. <laughs> what? Yeah, the the Facebook thing though. Just to get back to that quick, I I think part like my generation, because uh, we we've talked about it before. Like we, I was in college when Facebook started, so I think there's a, a lot of people in my generation are starting to leave it because of the same reasons we've talked about. I think there's a little sentimental connection to it. Like we were on it when it first started, so a lot of us are hanging on, and there's definitely still. One of the main reasons that I'm still on it is because, you know, staying connected with, like, the, the reason it's supposed to be there, staying connected with friends and family, you know, because I don't, I live outside of Michigan now, so, you know, it's a good way to do that, see pictures and share pictures, and people want to see, they don't they don't really care what me and my wife are doing, they want to see pictures of my daughter now, so, right. you know, you, you can do that, but another thing, just <laughs> going back, I feel like I'm up on a soapbox, but like with the computers and the phones, I always, I think it's funny too seeing the older generation complain about how Facebook is. Like all the time, you see like people like in the older generation post on Facebook like, "I hate keep your personal stuff off of Facebook. Keep keep all this stuff off of Facebook. I hate when people do this on Facebook." And I'm like, Facebook only got this way when you guys got access to it. <laughs> Facebook Facebook used to be fun. It used to just be pictures and you know talking to your friends and stuff. But when they opened it up to everyone, that's when Facebook got just stupid. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so here's here's just kind of off the wall. Like, do either of you guys wear a T-shirt at a pool? No. Oh, okay. No. Never mind. I was just gonna wonder uh, when that like that choice. Like, when does that? I'm not. Get a, made? I'm not a big fan of peeling off my shirt, but no. I'm if I'm gonna swim in a pool or swim in the lake, it's coming off. All right. I I would live without a shirt on if I could. And I just, I was that kid all the time when I was a young kid. I'd like never had a shirt on and I don't know. Sick brag. I'd feel so much better. <laughs> now here's one for the young fella. Where do you get your world news and how concerned are you on bad news like stuff like North Korea, Middle East, etc.? Does it, does it have any factor into your life whatsoever? Not really. 
Okay. And that's like one of those things where I see I don't follow like Donald Trump on Twitter. I like not not necessarily because like I hate him or love him or I just don't really no care. To, yeah, and I feel like his stuff gets retweeted on my timeline enough as it is, but um. I get it from Twitter, pretty much. It's kind of funny saying that because I don't even follow the president on Twitter, but that's pretty much where I get it, and it doesn't really bother. And that's one of those things, not to get like political, when everyone complains about Donald Trump, this Donald Trump. My life hasn't changed, and I maybe that's like I feel like my life has has not changed whatsoever since he's like taken over. Mm -hmm. So I don't, and maybe that's selfish to look at it that way, but it just hasn't. So it's like to tell you the truth, I mean, mine hasn't either. Yeah, I mean, long picture, who knows? But Mm -hmm. you're right; there hasn't been a whole lot changed. Texas might have been different. Yeah, that's true too. Yeah. So yeah. So that's. I mean, I don't. I don't like go on. I don't read the newspaper, or New York Times, or something like that. It's just pretty much all on Twitter. I don't. I don't seek it out either, really. Now here's another general question. Again, off the top, um, and it's not necessarily directed at either one of you guys, but I have seen a trend out there. Uh, why do kids live at home so long after college or high school? I. It is like it wasn't that way. Like pretty much everyone I've always heard is like, as soon as you hit eighteen, you just got out. Right. I guess it just makes more sense. Like I feel like a lot more people are going to college nowadays. Right. And with that added cost, I feel, and it's not like people are just jumping right into a GM job. Like a lot of people did when they were your age or older than that. I guess. That's so true. So that's why it's like you just don't have as much money, and you're just trying to save money, and there's not really any point. I thought like. I, I like living away like at school, but I also like being home. Well, it's not I, I don't I don't get people mom yeah. cooking for you, doing your laundry. That's not all bad. Exactly. And so I've always like when people complain about and always want to get out of the house. It's like I, I don't know. I never had that experience. Never really cared to yeah, get out. Yeah, that, that and that definitely is a generational thing because you know I love my parents, but I also you know when I was able to get out and make money and live on my own, I couldn't wait. You know. Yeah, I definitely think it's a generational thing, and obviously like a personal preference, but like. We were always, not everyone went to college in my generation. I, I would say the majority of people at least went to some sort of after high school schooling. And it was, you know, most people moved out of their parents' house, you know, wherever they grew up. But I think maybe with this generation, Jared's generation or the younger ones, they're seeing that, like, starting to rack up student loan debt when you're 18 years old, 19 years old, maybe isn't the smartest decision. So maybe people are staying home for, you know, two, three years, saving up some money or, you know, going to a community college or something like that, you know, live, living off of mom and dad for a few years while mm-hmm. they can save some money and then going out on their own. You know, maybe that's part of it. Yeah, I, I get that whole point. I mean, I, I understand that this one I don't. This one I completely do not get. And. Again, I'm not pointing at Jared, but I know there's sounds guys. like sounds like you're pointing pretty no, much no, at no. my family. There are, pretty there are much, kids your age though that this blows my mind. Why does it seem to be no rush to get a driver's license? I I, I didn't get a rush. I wasn't in a rush to get a driver's license either. Okay, so answer the question then. Maybe that is pointing. I at well, you. it's like maybe it's because of how busy we were, but it. When you have to go through, you know, three, four weeks of class and take the test, and you just you, then you have to miss fo- like football practice or basketball practice. So, it, so that's why I didn't. I waited to take it because I just had to do it during track. So it was part just, of it is different ordeal because back in back this and again this is in our generation summers. The summer when I was fifteen, you know, gonna be si- turning sixteen, so I could get that license right on my birthday. But we had driver's education was provided by the school system. It was, yeah, me, me too. Yeah, yeah, I went to went to the high school for my driver's ed. Now, did you get your license basically pretty close to when you were sixteen and eligible to get it? Oh yeah, I got mine right away. And part part of that was because I was like in sports all the time, 
So I kind of needed to, like, to drive my parents to weren't pra- able to pick me up or whatever from practice. Yeah. I didn't live right in Corona, so I couldn't, like, walk home or whatever. So, you know, I, I kind of out of necessity, I had to get mine. Do you remember being excited to get your license? Oh, yeah, I was excited. I mean, I, I wanted to get it. Not, not because I was like, I got to get out of the house. But, you know, it was just cool to, like, drive around, drive out to your friend's house or, you know, drive out to your girlfriend's house or whatever you were doing. But, yeah, it, it was definitely a cool thing. And I know I have, I have a cousin, actually. She's going into her third year at Georgia, and I think she just got her driver's license because – and a bunch of her friends, too, like, just did, going into their, their third year of college because – they were able to, you know, whatever parents were able to run them around, but they, like, once they got to college, like, everything they did was right around there in Athens, and, you know, you can Uber everywhere, or, you know, get a lift everywhere, so, like, it, I remember her saying, like, she literally just doesn't need to get a license. That's just absurd, I feel like, I don't know. You're in college, third year in college, I feel like that's absurd. But, so, so, basically, the answer to that but, question and, originally was, it was just, it was more of a hassle. And also me, I, yeah, it's a hassle, and also, I had a moped. So I didn't really – I wasn't in a rush. To, I had a moped that I could drive around on yeah. since I was 15. So, Well, there you but, go. All uh, right, here's, I, got, I got one for yep. you real quick. So kind of – actually, I have two. First one is kind of in regards to what we were just talking about a little bit, and I think we maybe have talked about this before. Uh, cruising the pits, is that like – I'm sure – I know, Ted, back when, you know, muscle cars and everything back in the 70s, 60s and 70s, that was cool. It was definitely cool for us. We would, we would cruise around Corona and Owasso. And stuff, you know, once we got our licenses. But, like, uh, Jared, do, do people cruise the pits anymore? Is that we go around on drives all the time. Actually, my I know my brothers and a couple of their buddies just hopped right in the middle of the cruise in the pits. And oh. we're just in the middle of uh, driving around with the whole thing last Accidentally couple Accidentally or? No, on purpose. That's awesome. So, what did they think? They think it was kind they, of cool? uh, So, apparently, uh, someone we were, so here's kind of just a funny little short story. We were driving with Aaron Dietrich, who's in a lot of, I mean, obviously, listeners probably have no idea who that is, but he's just, he's just one of our friends. Mm-hmm. And we're driving, and this this muscle car in front of him just blew a bunch of coal into the car. Like, you could not see. <laughs> coal everywhere in the car. He turns on the windshield wipers to try to, like, get it off. Like, <laughs> it just got a volume. But um, here's one for you. So the short shorts, like, just why? Did you realize, like, we look like and, – and kind of in the same vein um, – did you realize, like, at the time, like, you were, like, terrible at basketball? Like, the set shots, the right-handed dribbling around, like, the layups. Like, was that something, like, in the moment where you're like, we're, this is probably our worst sport? Uh, you talking about me specifically? I just, I, I, like, looking back, do you realize how bad you were at basketball? I guess pretty much what this question is. No, that, I can't answer that one, honestly, because I didn't think I was that bad. Uh, I'll, I'll answer the one about shorts first. Uh, we didn't think anything of it because that's what everybody wore. You mm-hmm. know, it was that was the that was the look: short shorts and high socks. I mean, you're talking specifically in basketball, right? Yeah, just yeah. yeah. Uh, so, so no, we didn't know any different. There were there wasn't really anything. I mean, they had they had longer shorts. They were called Bermuda shorts. You know, it was old people wore. You know, checkered Bermuda shorts. So that part, no, uh, there, there, we didn't know anything else other than short shorts. As far as my basketball game, yeah, looking back on it, obviously could have been better. I, I was more of a set shooter. Not you, it. not you. I was, it wasn't you, you specifically. It was just the way basketball is played. Oh, oh yeah, we've had this discussion before. Uh, God, I don't know how to answer that. I mean, obviously the basketball nowadays is is just leaps and bounds ahead. There's yeah. no question about it. And again, I guess it you have to go back to you were playing against your peers. That's how it was. There was nobody that that played like Michael Jordan in our day or, you know, the players nowadays. That's a fair question. I I don't know the answer to that. Here's another one just out of a cannon. Um 
what and Matt, you'd probably be interested to hear what this like what his response to this one is. What was it like, like having daughters who like dated guys like in high school? I, I feel like I would never want. Like I just feel like, how did you handle that? And do you does anything stick out when I say that? Well, as a matter of fact, one of my daughters dated uh, Matt's brother. Yep. <laughs> right. Yep. Yeah, I remember those days. I, as a as a dad, to be honest with you, you know the shenanigans that can go on out yeah. there, but you just put it out of your mind. It's just it's just a phase um, of life. You can't think about it. You got you you know for anybody out there that has daughters, you know it goes both ways too. But uh, you just got to trust your instincts that you did a good job parenting, and they're going to behave themselves and. That's that. Yeah. You know? All right. Here's another one. Um, growing up, like, who was your like LeBron James? Like, just the guy who's this kind of the king of the sports world in a way. Uh, just he's like, like he's my personal like favorite player like ever. Like, who was that when you were growing up? Like, obviously it was Michael Jordan, probably for Matt. I feel like, right. or maybe Kobe Bryant. But like, what about for me? It, it, it probably won't surprise you. It was a baseball player. It was Al Kaline. Dear he God. was he was my hero. Al Kaline. <laughs> Dear God. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! Well, it was. It's so, it's so funny for, for me to hear that because my dad says the same thing. He still talks about Al Kaline. Al Kaline. Al Kaline was a phenomenal baseball player. Now, now, if you want to go to basketball, there is bar none. Pistol Pete Maravich, without a doubt. Who was like everyone's like the for your general like if you and your buddies like this guy. You mean just in any sport? Is that what you're asking? Like, well, you know how, like, LeBron, like, do you not get, like, how LeBron James, he kind of feels like he's just kind of the king of, like, all athletes right now. Like, just most, fo- more biggest following. Like, the I, guy, if you saw him walking down the street, like, wow, like, that's awesome. That's LeBron. I would say I I disagree a little bit with that. I think LeBron James is right there at the top. But, I mean, there's there's other athletes that have the same kind of notoriety. Isn't Who? There? Well, Who would you? Like Shaq? Yeah, I Shaq. I definitely think for mine, I mean, Michael Jordan for sure. If right. you had to pick another one, it might be like a, a Ken Griffey Jr. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good one. I'm sticking with Al Kaline. <laughs> I'm sticking with it. Why were why like why are older people like so obsessed with watching the Tigers? I'm not so obsessed this season, guys. I mean, thir- <laughs> no. 30 and 70, 40 games under 500 as we record this. I mean, it's, this is about as bad a Tiger team that you'll ever want to see, and we can only hope that the rebuilding will start soon. But that's a whole other topic. A um, couple more questions we want because we could do this yeah, generation I, I game. I've got one real quick. Okay. Uh, renting movies. So when I grew up going to a blockbuster, or like I remember, Ted, Ted, you probably remember this one. There was one downtown Corona. I think it was in the spot where Main Street Pizza is. Neighborhood like Cinema a, a or video something? And video game rental. Oh, really? That's kind of cool. That? I didn't know there was one there. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, but so like Friday, Saturday nights, it was a cool thing ever to go to blockbuster you know whatever video store and rent a video game or you know a movie so i'm sure ted you remember that but like i do what's the equivalent obviously netflix or like hulu or whatever but like is it like if you're going out on a date jared like is it cool to say like let's go to a red box and rent a movie <laughs> red box had its time in the in the in the sun like five six seven eight years ago before netflix but now it's just netflix you know i mean i'm sure you guys are both heard the saying like netflix and chill is kind right. of uh you but, know. I mean, is that, like, cool? Like, no, like... So I, Netflix and chill, I feel like, is a few years old. So, like, would you still, hey, let's Netflix and chill? You just sit there, open up Netflix? First off, no one actually says, like, Netflix and chill. Like, no one actually ever... I don't know where... Like, that's kind of a joke. I don't think any... I've never... I don't know anyone that's ever, like, texted that to somebody. Netflix like, probably came up with it. Yeah. Come on. But, but uh, yeah, probably did. Probably was a good uh, marketing campaign. But 
I honestly, I remember I had like a free, like I signed up for the family video, like membership or whatever. Like I still go maybe once a year there. Very rarely do I go there though. But, and I was like, like three free rentals on your birthday. And I just, I could care less. I didn't even go. Like it's just, you don't really go to it. I, I don't know. I think Netflix has just killed that industry. I'm surprised there's still video rental places that are even And it's open. just such a pain dropping it off after you rent it. Like that, That's the most annoying thing. You always forget. You always have to play late fee. Well, here's something for both of you guys. Like, When did you start hating the young kids' music? You know? Like, when does that start? Well, for, for <laughs> me, it's I, I still don't get the whole, I don't know what it's called, rap, hip-hop, what it, you know, the real – the real heavy stuff. Mm-hmm. I still don't get that. So I don't know whenever that started. Like the nineties? Like, I guess like did you like you didn't 90s. you didn't like like uh big uh Biggie Smalls and like Tupac, you never liked them, never yeah, some of their songs. I, mean, I, I kinda <laughs> like what was the one that that who's the guy that sang the one that, that was the takeoff on Annie Hard Knock Life? Was that Oh uh, Jay Z. I like that. Yeah. I like that. Uh you know, certain songs like that that have melody <laughs> I like. I just don't like the M- screamo M&M stuff. Songs you said you like. I do like Eminem too. Yeah, but again, I mean, if, if you ask Jared, Eminem's he's out now, right? No, no, is he still okay? He still really moves. The, I don't, and maybe it's just because I have a lot of like you know, I don't. I, I, this is something I've always wondered: is it just be like white people that he really like? People like white guys love him. You know, white college guys love Eminem. Is that kind of? I bet some of that plays into it. Like I don't know when you when I like picture like an Eminem fan, I like picture Matt. I don't like that's just. I don't know. Like that's not that's not necessarily like a, like so a you don't jab picture, at you, you don't but it's your Ted. No, it's just like guy. All everyone like Matt's age, like kind of like genius. My, like our sort of demographic, like me and Matt. Like I don't know, right. guys from yeah. Michigan that are that are also white. Yeah, but so the question was when you start hating kid kids' music or like young kids' music. Yeah, I don't know. I guess maybe I I couldn't classify as old yet because I don't think I'm there. I do like I will say this new like new age. I don't know if you want to call that new age hip hop. I'm not really a fan of it, uh, like the mumble rap mm-hmm. kind of genre that there is. Not really a fan of that. Um, so maybe I, I guess maybe I'm starting to get old because yep. I don't like the like the new hip hop. I much. guess that's our answer. So how Matt, how old are you? Thirty. Thirty four. So like thirty four, somewhere around there. So we got the twenty year old, the thirty four year old, and the sixty uh, three year old. How about we end with one more question? We're dragging this on, and I think we could do another. Uh, Can I get two more out? You want two, two more? Okay, okay. so here's sure. one that just pisses me off. Okay, why does every like old timer act like they were like the biggest boxing fan in the world when really all they watch is like a few Mike Tyson fights? <laughs> like my dad, like he, you would think that he was like a boxing trainer. You like you think he was custom auto, like the way he like talks about. It. He doesn't know what he's talking about, but he like likes you to think that he does. Well, he he is a little younger than me, about 9 years younger than me, and he does definitely remember the Mike Tyson days. Well, that's where he got most of his boxing uh viewing and knowledge. The Tyson era was incredible cuz it was it was free on TV or if you had HBO you could watch his fights live, and it was just an event because he just killed people. Mm-hmm. You know, he'd knock them out immediately. If you ever watch the Mike Tyson highlights, it's astounding, all the tomato cans he just put out quickly. Uh, but I even go back farther to wide world of sports, you know, uh, Muhammad Ali and his heyday and Howard Cosell broadcasting the fights. I mean, but I would never say I'm a boxing expert. I know enough about it and enjoyed a lot of boxing in the day, but I've come around on that. I mean, this is gonna this is gonna sound very strange, and it's not gonna be popular to especially, you know, the testosterone driven guys, both your guys' age. But I think boxing should be outlawed, and I think MMA should be outlawed. I can't even see the point of it. You're just trying to kill somebody, 
and, and it's got to do a lot more brain damage than we're hearing about in the NFL. I mean, think mm-hmm. about it. I mean, they just had a couple guys die in the ring again in boxing. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't see how that can even be legal, but, you know, cockfighting's not. Right. And I think the only reason is because people have a choice. Well, someone dies, uh, like an animal dies in cockfighting, though. Yes, that's. I mean, I'm, I just threw that out there as an example. I mean, here we have human beings, and again, I said I understand it. I, and will I watch a great boxing match? Yeah, if there's something big on MMA, I'll watch it too. But I, I just don't understand how it is legal. It just baffles my mind. Hmm. It's pretty barbaric, and you know, I think it is a lot of the just the money involved. Right. All right. Uh, I just have like one more funnier, funnier one that I have a kind of a serious one, and then if you guys have any other ones, throw out. Uh, well, first off, like, when did it? When did you like let? When did you decide that I don't care about? Like, first, off, okay, here we go. It's multi-layered question. Okay. Why do dads like love grill grilling and like <laughs> grills so much? And why? Like, when did you? Then second part, when did you decide that you were you were gonna let other guys grill on your grill? And then third part for both of you, like, do you have any grilling tips for someone like me who doesn't grill very often that I should know that you've learned in all your years of grilling? Very interesting. Well, I I'll tell you that I got my start in grilling when I played softball. Okay, we used to have uh, weekend tournaments. Somebody. If, inevitably always had a grill there and we'd have steaks on the grill you know corn on the cob and just a great feast Mm -hmm. and i i watched some of the grill masters learn from them and when i settled down got my own grill this was charcoal grill back in the day that's where i started the only thing about charcoal charcoal grills the flavor was awesome but it took so darn long to get those grills hot and get Mm -hmm. the food going so when they came up with the invention of the gas grill i was all there uh what was what was the other part of your question i mean a a grilling tip for you if you're cooking a steak or cooking a burger i would say uh to get the best results you only flip it over once okay okay just so you just got to time it right you got to time it right and you just flip it once and it's it's going to keep all the juices in uh to your comment about letting somebody else man my grill i did it once he helped me out my (laughs) son-in-law is a top chef and he happened to be over (laughs) watching me try to stay on top of a whole bunch of shish kebabs and i i i I have no shame in that. And I will say this, Tom, thank you again for breakfast today. It was one of the best breakfast feasts I've ever had. Mm-hmm. Homemade instead of going out to a Coney Island place. It was great. But does that kind of cover the questions from my viewpoint? Yeah. Uh, what about yeah, you? I'm definitely, I'm not a very big grill person. Um, I'm not ashamed. I'm not like a car guy. I can't like change oil. I'm not like a Mr. Fixer Upper. Like if we, when we buy a house, it's not going to be a fixer-upper because all I would end up doing is paying someone to fix it up. So, I, you know, I can grill. Over the 4th of July, the place we were at, it was a charcoal grill. I had no idea how to keep that charcoal hot. I kept trying to look, look up YouTube videos and stuff. We ended up just throwing a bunch of wood on it and, like, basically starting a fire in the grill and using that. So as far as the grill questions to me, um, give me a propane grill, and, yeah, I'll start it and throw some stuff on there and... Hopefully I don't burn it. The first time my wife and I grilled, like, a dinner when we were dating, we got some steaks and we got some asparagus and, like, some potatoes. I burned the hell out of those steaks, put way too much salt on the potatoes and stuff like that. So, I mean, I can do it, but I'm not going to sit here. So I would gladly let someone step in and run my grill whenever uh, whenever I have one. Well, speaking of grills, we got to get this thing wrapped up here shortly because i got uh, New York strip oh, waiting right. for me that i got to get on the grill. I don't want to yeah, be too late. You should have told us that 20 minutes ago. <laughs> well, yeah, one, one last question, one last question. So 
and this is kind of more of a serious, we'll end on more of like a, a serious or note, I guess. Like, what's something, like, does this ever change, like, where you look back on, like, your life, like, three years ago? Like, I feel like I do this, like, well, I was an idiot, like, three years ago. Like, and then three three years in the future, I'll be like, wow, I was an idiot, like, now. Like, does that ever change, like, does that ever stop? And if there was one thing that you could tell your, I am 20, so if there's one thing you could tell yourself when you were 20, what would you tell them? Oh, wow. Well, I, I can, I, I know exactly what I would say. Go for it. First of all, like, I, you know, you do look back on things and, you know, depending on the severity of mistakes you make, you know, some people might have regrets, some don't. I try and look at things on the more positive side. I'm a pretty optimistic person, and I like to think um, whatever I did in my past led me to the point that I'm at right now. So whatever I did, you know, yeah, I probably could have done a couple things better or whatever, but I'm pretty happy right now. I have a good family and mm-hmm. stuff like that, so I, I, I can't complain. The one thing, if I look back when I was 20, I wish, so Jared, you should start doing this. I think you do do pretty well with it. I wish I would have started saving a little more money when I was 20 years old. When I was going through my 20s, I basically, whatever money I made, I would save a little bit maybe for like a trip or something like that, but I was basically spending whatever money I made. So mm-hmm. that, that's something I would tell my 20-year-old self. Yeah, and I'm, I'm, I don't look at my life in three-year segments, but I can tell you, I've come a long way from when I was 20 years old on how I looked at things. I I was a complete moron. Like when you look at, I was stupid. (laughs) Like when you look at like five years ago, are you kind of like, man, I was kind of like five years ago for, for, for instance, like when you're 57, were you like, no, I, I kind of break my, my whole life into, especially my older life. You know, I, I went through a, a, a phase where I got married. It didn't end up so well. So put that phase behind mistakes mm-hmm. made you know learn from that and then i moved on to my current situation with my lovely wife got a nice family and really from about 35 on you know no regrets i mean you know mistakes sure mistakes made along the way but overall things have gone pretty smoothly from 35 to mm-hmm. now 63 i would say Is there something you would tell yourself when you were 20 yeah, and I, I I won't preach to you on this, but uh, I would have probably curtailed my partying a little bit. Partying got away from me a little bit yeah. there in about a three year. Three like years like back. what three what what were those three years? Uh, prob- well, see back at, back when I was young, like from eighteen probably to twenty two, tr- probably in that range. You know, I had a pretty good stretch of four years where it was, yeah, I, I was functional. But I was I was a partying savage, mm-hmm. you know. And if I ever had to re, had to redo anything, I would have probably backed it down just a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I would have probably made better decisions in life, and uh, probably would have had a few things different. But regrets? What can you do? Like Matt said, you move on in life, you learn things, and uh, you go from there, right? Yep. One final thing. I, it's kind of lighten it up again, and it kind of goes back to. Uh, you know, the renting movies and whatnot. What is the real deal with Fire Stick? How does that damn thing work? That's what we have. We have uh, Amazon Fire TV. Yeah. Do no, you have it jailbroken? Uh, no, we don't because we, we, we have Netflix and Hulu and all this other stuff, so we don't need to have a jailbroken. But basically, you just we have Amazon Prime, too, so you get all your apps and Netflix, Hulu, HBO Go, everything you would need on basically whatever the USB port. You plug it into the USB on your uh, TV. You need the internet. You have to have an internet connection because then you watch everything through your internet. But yeah, everything's right there. You can unplug it, take it to your bedroom, unplug it, take it on vacation. You know, whatever. That's so for you, nice. it's basically like a smart TV. So it's yeah. So basically, you have the internet, right? So let's say your local cable company and you want to get the internet, high speed internet, whatever. You pay thirty five, forty bucks, whatever it is a month. Yep. 
then you buy this Fire Stick device. And I, I'm, I'm stupid. I don't know what it is. So does it plug into your TV? Yeah, so you know what, like, flash drives are? Yeah. You know, you put your files on at work or whatever. So it goes into the USB. That's what it mm-hmm. is. It's a one-time cost. You yeah. buy it from Amazon. Okay. And then uh, you download whatever apps that you have. You know, you plug it into your TV like you would a USB port or, you know, a flash drive. Netflix is on there. Hulu's on there. HBO Go. Um, NFL Sunday Ticket. You know, whatever. Amazon Prime is on there. And then you just log into all your accounts on that and watch whatever you want on that. So if you have a smart TV, is there a need for a fire stick? If, if you jailbreak it. can get all those apps, then no. Well, but not, not all smart TVs can get Netflix or Hulu and stuff like okay, that. Okay, so I do watch Netflix on my TV. I have an app, and then I also have Amazon mm-hmm. on there. What's this jailbreak thing? What's that? So when it I worked at sound legal to when me. I worked at Meyer, when I worked at oh, Meyer, not legal, they know. used to we used to only be able we used to as soon as you would put a fire those fire TV sticks would get new shipment and they're always sold out first okay. off. As soon as you would get a shipment in, you put them on the shelf. Somebody would come and buy ten of them, and then you just know that they're they're going to go home, jailbreak them, and sell them. and sell them. So what jailbreaking is is basically you get HBO, Netflix, Hulu. Uh, mo- like movies that are like they could watch Once Upon a Time in Hollywood like right now like for for free is basically what a jailbreak is Good and quality. it's not hard to do Good like I, I I know like some of my friends can do it it's right. not like you don't they don't need to be a rocket scientist to be able to do it so it's really a good deal I I really should do it I don't know I really don't know why I haven't done it to be honest so what what's the cost on the black market so if you buy a fire I think it's like you, you get bucks, thirty you and it's a hundred 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 yeah something like that huh, one, the one thing about it because it's not legal or whatever I, I think most people do get away with it I've had some friends say that they had their Amazon accounts like Act. revoked and like their their fire stick stopped working and Amazon like canceled their account uh-huh. they saw that their thing was jailbroke I don't know if that happens very often but there you know it may does happen yeah okay but yeah so it's something you would love right up your alley I don't know I, I mean, you I, do I love. Do, I do not condone you love illegal to, activity. But you love to save a couple bucks any way you can, and you love your TV. So <laughs> I do love my TV. So is, I, I will say, I, I got my parents on the, the Amazon Fire TV because they were wondering. They don't get cable out um, where they live, out, out in Owasso. So it, it's nice. It's convenient. You know, it's a one-time cost, and then you you know you still have to pay for internet and like Netflix and stuff like that. But you know, then you're not paying your $120 cable bill or whatever. Yeah, it's definitely a saving, so I might be looking into that in the future. Well, I'll tell you what, guys, we have uh, put on a long podcast tonight. We get talking, <laughs> I'll tell you what. But some good stuff. Hopefully our, our listeners appreciate it. Not a lot of sports tonight, but uh, some good stuff. And we'll have to do this generation game again somewhere down the road. But I think we're going to call it a pod for now. Subscribe. Rate us on all the big podcasting sites, including Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and others. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at 3Point Pod. And definitely support our 3Point Podcast partners, Advanced Elevator, Sheridan Realty and Auction Company, Rivals Tap House and Grill, The Corona Connection, Card Service Michiana, and ProMech Engineering. Also be sure to check out our friends at Sports Radio Detroit for their great programming, including 3Point Podcast. And coming up this fall, you can hear 3Point Podcast on the radio on Z92.5. This has been a three-point podcast production with special thanks to Sportsnet Michigan and Z92.5 The Castle. Thanks again for listening to and supporting three-point podcast.
time after time I've done my sentence But committed no crime And bad mistakes I've made a few I've had my share 